So, of course, you're familiar with our next guest as we welcome you back into the fast lane here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You're familiar with our next guest because he has coached at the University of Virginia. He's been an analyst for quite a while and seen plenty of teams in our backyard, including plenty of teams that he has seen this year in the A-10. He is also going to see another one, Liberty, tonight. He's on the call for New Mexico State at Liberty over in our favorite spot, Bel Air, of course. And that is Richie McKay's uh, game tonight as Liberty looks to get back in the win column after losing their last two games of the regular season. They get New Mexico State this evening, and our guest, Pete Gillen. And he's back with us once again here in the Fast Lane. Coach, it's our pleasure to have you back in the Fast Lane. We appreciate your making some time for us. Uh, delving into Liberty, they're right in the middle of this Conference USA slate, but they've hit a, a bit of a rough patch relative to what fans have expected in prior years. In your preparation for the game this evening, what has stood out to you about the job that Richie McKay has done and how he's gotten this team to one where they're in a lot of games, but they're really struggling to get over the hump? Well, you know, the, the ceiling, Ed, and first of all, thanks for having me on your show. It's, it's a privilege and an honor to be with you again. Um, you know, the, the ceiling is so high at Liberty. Richie has such, such a fabulous job, you know, with his team. Uh, you know, last year was awesome. You know, it was 27-9, and nine, something like that. Ed, they, they were great. <clears throat> Tied for first, you know, in the uh, A-Sun. So this year, 16-11. I got four games left, as you know, in a regular season, three at home. So, I think he's doing a very good job as usual. I think Richie's a great coach. I was at practice yesterday. I only saw one of the games because I've been out west, as I mentioned to you, a lot, a lot of Mountain West games, West Coast games a little bit, <clears throat> you know, a couple of A-10 games. So I, I haven't seen a lot of Conference USA, uh, but I was impressed the, the La Tech game that they won not long ago at home. I saw that one, a three-point victory. And I watched practice yesterday. I think it impressed me. They had a tremendous shooting team. They get 10.2 threes a game which is, I think, 11th in the country. They take great care of the ball. Um, you know, they're very talented. they got four guys that can really shoot it. You know, uh, Rhodes, uh, Peebles, Matheny, and Porter. Those are four of the starters. Uh, Zach Cleveland's is a terrific player, but he's not a three-point shoot, as you know. <clears throat> so I, I think they're, they're dangerous. A couple of tough losses. And what hurt them, talking with Richie yesterday, they've had a week off several times. As you know, right, they haven't played in a week. The last game was at FIU on February 22nd. So that sometimes that, that hurts. And before that, they had a week off between uh, La Tech, day one, and then at Sam Houston, you know, seven days. So those long week layoffs are great for a coach, but it's tough getting kids back in sync. So to answer your question, I think that they're, they'll, they'll turn the corners. A big one tonight. I think they're going to be fine. Um, Mexico State's 0-6 on the road in conference play. I think 1-9 and overall, and I think uh, Liberty's 4-1 and in conference play. So I think 10-2 and two, roughly overall at home. So I think they bring their A-game liberty fine tonight. But and, and the tournament, I think, is wide open. I don't think there's any team that's uh, head and shoulders above everybody. So if Richie gets them going you know, and brings their A-game, they get a chance. I'm not predicting it, but they get a chance to win uh, the conference USA. So you bring up a great point, and Pete Gillen, CBS Sports Network basketball analyst, is with us in the fast lane about the Liberty Flames' long-term outlook. And honestly, you know, full confession here, I, I had never thought about what you mentioned about the week off being a real challenge for this team. For teams like Liberty, with the volume of great shooters that you've referenced, you rattled off four mm-hmm. different players who can all catch fire from three-point range 
What value is there to playing game after game after game, a more rhythmic approach to the schedule, which means guys can get into rhythm? Uh, Yeah, good point. I I think so. I think it's very important. You know, it's tough when you haven't played in a week. You practice, but it's different when people in the stands, the lights are on, you're on TV most games. So um, I think it's hurt. Liberty a little bit because they're a perimeter shooting team. That's the main. They can score inside, but uh, I think they're mainly from downtown. As we mentioned, you know, 10.2 threes made per game. So uh, I think that that hurts them a little bit. Uh, But I think they'll start getting a groove now to get three out of four at home. Um, UTEP coming in and then at Middle Tennessee and then finish up at home, Western Kentucky. So I think they're in a good groove. They had good morale at practice yesterday. They had fun at practice. They played a little dodgeball. Uh, Ed, before having a little fun, you know, knocking each other out, you know, with these volleyballs, they were playing a little, have a little fun. And I think it was great. Give it, you know, the two game losing streak, as you mentioned. So let's have a little fun. You know, you got to have fun too. It can't be all drudgery and, you know, the Armageddon at the end of the world. So uh, Richie does a wonderful job and I have great respect for him. And he's done an unreal job uh, the last six years. They're, you know, I think six in the country and wins, you know, for over the last six seasons. So he's done a, a fabulous job, and uh, you know, by the 16 and 11, but uh, still a winning record. And uh, you know, the new league, they're stepping up in league. A Sun's a good, solid league, but Conference USA is a, a level above, a, a little better league. So, uh, and you know, as Richie mentioned me yesterday, we recruited good players, but we recruited for the A Sun. We have to get even, you know what I mean, more, uh, you know, more size and athleticism for the future. So, uh, you know, he'll he'll do fine. He's a veteran. He's a uh, tremendous coach, learned under a fabulous coach, Tony Bennett, of course, at UVA. So, uh, Richie is, uh, you know, the Flames are in good hands. And, <clears throat> you know, I think he created his own little bit of, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little consternation because he won so many games. It's, it's, you know, it's not automatic. You know what I mean? You lost McGee, one of the best point guards right in the school's history. So, uh He'll be fine, and I think they're going to make a run at the tournament title. I'm not predicting they'll win it, but they'll be in the mix. Gillen Hoops is the Twitter account. He's on CBS Sports Network, including for the 9 p.m. tip tonight for New Mexico State at Liberty. Pete Gillen, the coach, and he's back with us once again here in the fast lane, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, one more on Liberty, and then we'll kind of go around college basketball because you've seen a number of different teams, a number of smaller conferences, maybe less heralded, should we say, but still very good basketball that we want to discuss. But you referenced the Liberty point as well. Um, what does it say about Liberty University in general? And you'll get a taste tonight, certainly, when when you go to, to Liberty <laughs> Arena. Yo, home, the Bel Air! But the fact that they've got a passionate fan base, and sometimes that can be a bit of a double-edged sword, not in a bad way, but fans get very excited, and then when losing happens and you're not used to it, uh, they don't often know how to handle it very well, and therefore it creates a spot with Liberty where you're kind of adjusting on the fly to a new conference and new expectations. Sure, there's no question. I mean, no venues. Uh, you know, once again, the schedules caused a little bit of frustration with the week off a couple of times, and you know, and, and losing their rhythm, as you mentioned, from their, their shooters. So uh, it's it's a jump up, and, and uh, it takes time to uh, adjust to that. So I mean, uh, different to Loyola Chicago is an example. Uh, Loyola Chicago, as you recall, they were in the Midwestern Collegiate Conference for a while, then the Missouri Valley for a while. Uh, you know, they were in Missouri Valley, and then they moved to the A10 last year, Ed, as you know, and they had a losing record. 10, 11 wins, you know, and they lost 18, 19 games. Now, this year, they're up near the top. I think they lost the other day, but up near first place with Richmond. 
in the A-10. So they had an adjustment period, Loyola Chicago, coming to the A-10, you know, from their previous conference, uh, you know. So um, it takes a while, and uh, so I think it's an adjustment process, new arenas, new venues. Travel is very difficult in Conference USA, a lot of long trips from Lynchburg, Virginia, out to El Paso, Texas, and, uh, you know, different places uh, all over. So um, it's not easy making those long trips. So, uh, uh, but... I think they'll be fine. I think they'll they'll be good this year. I mean, you know, last year once again twenty seven and nine. Richie's won twenty five, twenty eight, thirty games over the last six years. So people think it's automatic. Well, it's not automatic. You get you lose a great player like uh, you know the guy McKee, right? Uh, it's uh, it's not easy to replace him. They got very good players now, but they're not quite caliber of that young man. Richie McKay's <laughs> success at Liberty has been well documented, but you mentioned the automatic part, Coach, and it gives me flashbacks to when I'm around my kids and they expect us to just put a little pancake in, press the 2-5, and it's going to pop out and it's <laughs> going to be ready in the microwave. doesn't seem like it works that way in college basketball. Definitely not. One short thing is change. You know, you, you get older, you know, you get new players and you have to adjust, you new chemistry. And with the new world we're in now, with the transfer portal and NIL, it's 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 like the wild wild west, as many patient have, people have mentioned. So uh, it's different. You know, you're, you're learning, you're adjusting. And uh, Richie's very smart, great coach, so he's adjusting. <clears throat> but uh, good, sixteen and eleven, okay. It's not what every happens every year at the Flames, but the season's not over. They got a chance, you know, in the tournament, Conference USA tournament, and uh, I think it's wide open. I don't think there's one elite elite team. Right, La Tech's very good, but we, we right we beat them you know a week ten days ago. Right, lost a close one to them before, uh, you know. And uh, Sam Houston's good, but I, I think you know they get a chance against them. We lost by I guess ten uh, <clears throat> recently against them against Sam Houston, but they beat them here in Lynchburg by sixteen. So I, I think the Flames got a chance in the tournament. So that's the key now is to try to peak at the right time, keep getting better each day before the tournament, which is coming up soon. And then let's let's see what happens. Pete Gillen with us here in the fast lane. He's at Gillen Hoops on Twitter and, of course, on CBS Sports Network, including 9 o'clock for New Mexico State at Liberty this evening. Uh, Pete, in a lot of your other games, you've seen plenty from the Mountain West. You've seen some A-10 Conference USA also. Uh, We're about two and a half weeks from Selection Sunday, March 17th. Yes, St. Patrick's Day and Selection Sunday happen to fall on the same day this year. How much do you hope and believe that the selection committee should consider the Mountain West, for example, a 5-6 to six bid league, potentially the A-10 with Richmond, maybe VCU, maybe Loyola, Chicago, you referenced, that these smaller conferences seem to be more than worthy of getting multiple bids as we've seen so far this year with their play. Good question, Ed. I agree. Uh, Mountain West, I've done a, a bevy of games out there. <clears throat> as you mentioned, it might be five, possibly six. Talk to John Rothstein. Who you know and he really studies very hard, works hard like yourself. He he said if the season would end today, he said this two days ago, uh, the Mountain West would have six teams in. He says comfortably. The word was comfortably. The adverb. So uh, I was a teacher, so I throw a little adverb in there. But uh, uh-huh. he uh, he uh, you know now once again a long way to go. Four games left roughly in the conference uh, with uh, Mountain West, but <clears throat> they got a terrific league. They're going to get more teams bids in than some of the power conference teams, the Pac-12. Right, and some of these other t- leagues that uh, might not have as many, maybe the Big Ten, uh, you know, maybe the Big East might get five. They could get six. So uh, it, it, it it's a really good league this year. San Diego State, as you know, national runner-up last year was loaded, and, and uh, Nevada is very good. Steve Alford, 
you know, who's a great player at Indiana here in the Midwest. Boise State's very good. Colorado State's very good. Nevada, you mentioned, uh, they're very good. Uh, New Mexico, Richard Patino, Rick Sun. So uh, the Mountain West is uh, is very good. Uh, A-10 did a few of those games. is very good. I did VCU at St. Bonaventure, and uh, VCU is a, a very good team. Ryan Odom did a great job for two years at Utah State and uh, UMBC, the you know the famous victory in the upset Virginia. So he's an outstanding coach, and uh, they're you know ranging around to get about 19 wins. So they're in the mix with St. Bonaventure and uh, Loyola Chicago and Richmond. So uh, it's a, I think a lot of these so-called you know um, lesser leagues, they might even be stronger than some of the Power Five teams this year, and I, I really believe that. So uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be very close, and I think the tournament's going to be exciting, Ed, because I don't think there's one elite team. Some terrific teams. You might say, well, you know, uh, Connecticut's elite. Well, they're very good. They got beat the other day by Creighton handily. So uh, <clears throat> I think I would pick them to to win it right now, even though I, I, I haven't picked to win it since Moby Dick was a minnow. And so I, I'm not a, a great forecaster. But I, I think that, uh, um, the big, you know, the tournament's wide open, the NCAA tournament. So, uh, but I, I think these leagues here, the A10, the Mountain West, I think. Uh, you know, are very good leagues and, and should have, you know, good representation. So that that brings us to a great point is Pete Gillen is with us here, CBS Sports Network basketball analyst. He's got New Mexico State Liberty this Thursday, February 29th, leap day, the night at seven at 9 p.m. for that particular game. But you referenced the Mountain West, a potential five to six bid league at least. The A-10, Richmond, VCU, maybe others that could come out of that conference do you see the potential out of those, or maybe in general in college basketball, for another one of these years where you get a Loyola Chicago, or like last year with San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, where you get some of these lesser-known brands but really good basketball teams that can make deep runs during the NCAA tournament? Yeah, well, good question again, Ed. But I think they're very, very good. But I don't know if they are, you know, what I mean, strong enough to go all the way to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. You know, maybe the Sweet Sixteen, but. <clears throat> You know, and once again, I'm not an expert in any of the leagues, but I think the A-10 Mountain West are very good teams. I could see them getting to the Sweet 16, but I, I think it might be a challenge for them to, to go to the Elite Eight. You know what I mean? So I think they can make a statement, win a couple of games, but I don't know. I don't think they can get to the Elite Eight or the uh, you know the Final Four like San Diego State and Florida Atlantic did last year. But you never know. It's all about matchups, who's healthy, who's not, right? Who's having a good game, who gets hot from three-point land. So that's it. You know, the, you know, it's... Shakespeare said, to be or not to be, what's going to happen, right? So uh, I think that's the excitement. I mean, I, I did a game last Saturday in the uh, Mountain West, okay, Air Force at New Mexico. I know you might have heard about the game, but it, they played. Now, Air Force had lost during the season seven in a row. They had lost 13 straight at New Mexico in Albuquerque. The record coming into the pit was, all right, New Mexico won 38 times, uh, Air Force won two. So 38 and two. I did the game, Air Force wins by one. 78-77. So it, it just, you never know. You know what I mean? We thought it was going to be a, a dud game. Mexico's going to run over them. Air Force wins the game. So uh, that's the thing, beauty about college basketball, you know, you never can tell. 
It's cool. It creates a lot of unpredictability, a lot of fun, a lot of exciting excitement, and plenty of thrilling finishes. Now, it brings us to this point, and we'll wrap it up uh, on this with Pete Gillen, Gillen Hoops on Twitter, CBS Sports Network, including 9 p.m. this Thursday, February 29th for New Mexico State at Liberty. And that is the, the concept of court storming. It's created great visuals. It's a chance to celebrate. But unfortunately, we've seen players in some cases, and oftentimes you don't hear it as much, but maybe it's uh, other spectators or other helpers that get trampled over and they're compromised. How do you address what has been clearly a hot-button issue, especially this year with Caitlin Clark and recently Duke's Kyle Filipowski both being hurt in these court stormings? Yeah, I mean, I was part of it. I was fortunate at University of Virginia for seven years. We had some big upsets. We beat Duke a couple of times at home. And, you know, they stormed the court. and Everybody's jumping around, going crazy, having fun. And it was all great. But now I think it's, it's getting a little out of hand. I think it, it, nothing's worth one person getting seriously ill, getting hit and having a concussion or some type of serious injury. And you mentioned Caitlin Clark and Filipowski from Duke. Both of them, you know, could have got hurt badly. Two great players. So uh, I think they got to, you know, the home address announcers got to announce before the game if, you know, if the home team wins, you know, maybe two minutes before the game, please, nobody come on the court. And they got to have security there when it's a, you know, a big emotional game. So I, I think they got to cut it out because uh, one person getting hurt, even though it's fun, it's college, I understand that, but nothing's worth uh, injuries. And as you said, anybody could get hurt. Some young child could get trampled. So I, I think they got to, you know, cut it out. It's, it's too bad because it's a great tradition. It's fun, but it, it's not worth the risk right now because it's scary when you see people stampede and then somebody gets stepped on and, uh, you know, you hate to see anybody get hurt, athlete or a regular student. It's definitely worth considering, especially the speed with which some of these courts get stormed and how quickly that happens and challenging it can be to react. Uh, we hope that everything goes as smooth as planned tonight at Liberty Arena. And yes, a thrilling game between New Mexico State and Liberty. A 9 o'clock tip, CBS Sports Network, and a man who will be with us right on the uh, front row watching the game. Uh, but he'll be much more working than we are. And that's Pete Gillen, who's been gracious enough to join us in the fast lane. Pete, a pleasure to speak with you. Many of our listeners will see you on CBS Sports Network. Hope to see you at the game this evening and uh, wishing you safety and travels until then. Thanks, Jed. Thanks for having me on your show. Great to be with you. Continue success. Indeed. Pete Gillen, back with us once again here in the Fast Lane and great commentary as well. Uh, just good perspective on a lot of things. Uh, you know, because this is one of those points and it's come up in a conversation or two and we'll expound later, but that is, you know, the idea of expanding the tournament. And I know Richie McKay at Liberty is in favor of it because he thinks there's more of an opportunity. For schools like Liberty, I don't think this year's team fits the criteria of an at-large you know, contender, but last year's probably would have, given the success of Darius McGee, uh, for more than a one-bid league if you expand the tournament. The flip side is, does it become what you know, college football probably will be with the new 14-team playoff, and that is... Are we at the point where it's just going to be the power conferences flexing and getting more bids? That's my worry because uh, you know, if they're qualified, I don't mind it. But I don't necessarily want to see a you know 15 and 13 Power 5 team because they've got the big brand when there is a more deserving team out of a smaller conference that could create a fun Cinderella run. And we've seen them carry more momentum than ever before in recent years. And you know it is part of the thrill of March Madness. Speaking of the thrill... It's always a thrill when we hear from you. Keep it coming. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, and Trey LaVT on our socials. Trey, in fact, hosting tomorrow. I've got a church function tomorrow evening, so Trey is hosting for me. But 
Maybe I'll chime in. Who knows? Certainly on the social media platforms where we can always interact. And, of course, back Friday afternoon, 5 to 6, CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.